What's going on, FA Nation? John and Pemby here with James Grande. It is the Quick Pitch MOB DFS podcast. That's right. Listening now to a fantasy baseball podcast, James. I know we are, I think, more infamous for our NBA DFS podcast, our occasional NFL DFS podcast, but we are now moving into the MLB DFS podcasting realm here as well, bringing you an outlook on opening days slate for DraftKings, FanDuel, and Yahoo. You're the man on the playbook for opening day, James. How we doing? Doing well. Welcome back to another season of John and I doing a podcast for even more games, John. Like we did it for a hundred. We did it for 80, 82 games for NBA. No, we don't do weekends. <laughs> well, true. But Monday through Friday, we are slate for another to, six to months. Monday through Friday. We're- <laughs> Buckle up, John. I don't know if you knew this. Uh, 162 here in, in the old baseball world. You guys will be hearing from us quite a bit for the for the upcoming baseball season. But hey, it should be a fun one. And and like John mentioned, in the name, quick pitch. It's it's not going to be as we're going to do our best to yeah. make this efficient, informative, productive for all of you because there's a lot to get to in baseball. There's a ton of players. We have the, all the DFS content. This should just be another tool to your research with everything that we're putting out this season. So we want to make it so you guys can, can can digest it, add it, be informative, and hopefully be entertained by it as well. Yes. Uh, could not agree more. Entertainment factor is always what baseball has put forth first. Correct. 100%. Uh, it's, what, <laughs> it's, for, it's for you. The be- Have you watched the Savannah Bananas by any chance? Entertainment. No baseball at its finest oh yeah i i haven't watched them but i've seen their they have definitely circulated through my twitter right exactly uh, uh so like we said we're here to be a, and we i want to at least start off with this crazy yahoo deal that we have going on james fancyalarm.com slash yahoo right now if you have not played yahoo dfs before uh first time deposit bonus right now of at least ten dollars using promo code alarm 100 gets you a hundred dollars free Sheesh. Of entry credits. So you deposit $10, and they're giving you $100 worth of entry credits. That's stupid. That's stupid, right? Like, you can play their opening day contest, which is the 50K guarantee. Costs $15 to get in. It would be easy for us 10 so I could do quick math. But you can play that, like, seven times, James, with your six and a, six times with your, with your $100 free. Or... You could also play in the Fantasy Alarm opening day contest for $10. I ha- I don't know if this is a, ma- a multi-entry. I think it's a single entry, but I'm not sure. But it's $10. It's so free. You- free. You're, playing in, you're playing in it for free. So you're playing in free. make sure you check that out. It's all over our site right now as well. But it's fantasyalarm.com slash click the redeem now. Go to the checkout page. Minimum $10 for new users only. Promo code ALARM100. They give you $100 free. I wish I was able to take advantage of this. I've already played on Yahoo DFS. I, I can't get the free 100 but I encourage you guys to go do because it's it's a free $100. Why not dabble in some Yahoo DFS? Because we're going to do plenty of content. 
surrounding Yahoo, DraftKings, and FanDuel this season. We got the whole game back together doing content for that. Want to get that out there now. Of course, if you don't have access to our content, go to uh, dfsalarm.com slash MLBpro, fantasyalarm.com slash MLBpro, and make sure you get the MLB Pro package. Get access to all of our DFS and seasonal content right now so you can uh, you know, see James's lovely playbook for opening. So with that being said, James, why don't we jump into it? We'll take a look over in the Vegas odds. It's where we like to start when it comes to baseball we look at game totals uh also like to look at sort of money lines and help us identify which pitchers are most likely to get those ever so coveted win bonus points james or if you're on fanduel you get the quality start bonus uh points there as well which ones are what, what games are jumping off the screen to you well adam wainwright and the st st louis cardinals open as the biggest favorites wainwright and the cards minus 210 against pittsburgh at home, we know Adam Wainwright at home is uh, glorious. Oh, we'll get to that. We will get to that for sure. The highest we have the highest implied total is only on the FanDuel slate, John. Milwaukee and Chicago, the the FanDuel the people over at FanDuel are including the two ten Eastern Standard Time start of Brewers Cubs into their main slate while DraftKings and Yahoo are not. That is an over-under. That is the biggest on the board. Corbin Burns starting for Milwaukee, minus 180 there on the road, minus 180 favorites. Those are the two that really stand out. And then everything is in between eight and nine runs. Anything, you know, quick little... As we're speaking, I just saw people are betting up this uh, Cubs. Now, over, the over-under is now 11. Literally, as we're talking, Padres, Dimebacks is over-under of nine. You Darvish and company, um, minus 160 on the road. Ta- Shohei Otani hosts the Los Angeles Angels, or the Houston Astros, as and Otani's 130 favorite. Uh, over-under is eight and a half, but nothing else really stands out. Mets Nationals, by the way, uh, note, was supposed to first pitch 405 it has been moved to 705 eastern standard due to weather so that is our one current game we're gonna have to contend with weather but i think the move back in time is going to help that uh tremendously yeah uh, i agree with you so let's get into it we'll take a look at the starting for this slate go over our, our top uh, guys to look at our sort of mid-tier guys and our value guys that we like and sort of our core plays to to build your lineups around uh, obviously, DraftKings and Yahoo require you to pick two pitchers. FanDuel, you only got to pick one, which is nice. But for me, if I'm looking at this slate, and maybe you agree or disagree with my, my top pitcher, but I'm I'm going back to Shane Bieber. I know last year, obviously, disappointing for uh, fantasy managers because he, he was hurt. But we're looking at Royals lineup, which tends to not be too too dangerous but yes they put balls in play beaver does have success and he has a high strikeout rate i know it's opening day but eighty three hundred dollars could very well be the cheapest we see shane beaver also yeah and i i looked back at his price tag on draft his price tags i should say on DraftKings last year no game was he under 9.8k to your point this will probably be the only time we see him this low so i agree I'm going to go with my top arm is you Darvish going up against Arizona. I mean, their projected lineup is terrible. There's no Josh Rojas leading off at the top, so that will shift Dalton Varsho up there, who was projected to hit in the middle of the order. Now their middle of the order is Paven Smith, Seth Beer, and Sergio. Raise your hand if you expected any of those three to, to be in a starting lineup anywhere in baseball. I guarantee no bingo cards were hit on that day, so... I'm going to go with you, Darvish. I know his the per, the numbers didn't look great on the surface, but there was a lot of peripheral numbers that were way better 
uh, for Darvish than the typical ERA and and his xFIP Sierra all that stuff was way better than his ERA was so I'm I'm gonna go to Darvish here as my top I do like Bieber quite a bit and I'm not selecting it at all I just I lean Darvish just a little bit yeah and you're actually getting Darvish at the better discount on FanDuel and on uh, Yahoo he's cheaper than Bieber on both of those platforms DraftKings is where the advantage goes to Shane Bieber at 8300 where Darvish is actually the most expensive pitcher on the slate and this is something we're gonna talk a lot about when we talk strategy. You'll see at times the pricing difference between players across platforms. You yep. can really find some interesting values on certain days. So, you know, you look at FanDuel and Yahoo, they have Beaver price all the way up, but he's a mid tier guy basically in pricing wise on DraftKings. Can maybe assume that's a good value play where on Darvish, top price play on DraftKings, look at FanDuel, look at Yahoo, be like, okay. You know what? He's actually a little bit cheaper, better value there. So is it always a one-to-one correlation? No, but it's something I think that we can look at. James, no surprise. We have the same exact mid-tier guy. That is Mr. Adam Wainwright at home against the Pittsburgh Pirates, as we talked about. I've been touting Wainwright at home for like three seasons now. He has just spent unbelievably like Cy Young caliber level pitcher at home. Last year, he had a great year just in general, 305 ERA, good, great season. Bet at home, he had 2.74 ERA. And then you look at four starts against Pittsburgh last season. Again, Pittsburgh, not a good team just in general, but they hit a combined 128 off of him last year. He was 4-0 in four starts. He allowed one run in 30 innings, striking out 29. Pirates have done nothing to improve that team. In fact, they're desperately trying to trade away their best player right now, and Brian Reynolds. So like, yeah, a lot of Wayno. He should be one of the more popular options in DFS on opening day. And this is another case where he's $7,500 on DraftKings. If you go look at on FanDuel, rather, he's 8K. On Yahoo, he's actually the same price as you Darvish at $3,800. Right. Uh, $3, so good value there on FanDuel and on DraftKings. You know, one of the top upper tier price point plays over on Yahoo. Yeah, I mean, I don't have much to add uh, because we're definitely both in agreement on Wayno. And I don't hate the price tag even at $38 on Yahoo. That just shows you how how much is expected out of him in this spot. Yeah, I, I, again, I don't... I, there's nothing I can really add to this uh, discussion that does won't persuade you to play Wayno. I will say he's... He is going to probably be the most popular cash game play, I would say, yeah. on at least on DraftKings um, and fan, probably FanDuel. But I think it, the ownership will be a little more spread out on one pitcher sites. I definitely think Darvish on Yahoo, though, at $38, considering he's the same price as Wayno. I think you'll see split ownership there. But in cash games on DraftKings, expect Adam Wainwright to be very popular. Where are you going with your value starting pitcher? That's another guy that we both agree on. Yeah, I mean, I just, I don't. I guess it's value specific to DraftKings. I just don't understand why Shohei Otani is 7K. I like I know maybe we're we're getting the opening day discount and we're paying respects here or there. DraftKings is paying respects to the Houston lineup, but Houston lineup lost Carlos Correa in the offseason. And the bottom of their lineup is projected Chaz McCormick, Jeremy Pena, Martin Maldonado. And I'm not saying the top six aren't elite because they are and they have definitely have the potential to be that but if we know the upside otani shows too like there's double digit strikeout upside if we see him extended because we don't know how pitchers are gonna show up on day one within with this shortened off seasons yeah i think taking a shot on otani at 7k is worth it in gpps yeah and if we're looking at FanDuel and yahoo maybe you agree or disagree but tyler mcgill is probably where i'm going he's the second cheapest price pitcher on FanDuel, again, going up against Washington, 
you just really got to navigate yourself around Juan Soto. Can be tough, can be cannot be tough, but he's also just $25, which is the min price for a pitcher on Yahoo. If you're looking for a matchup, he actually faced Washington twice to end the year last year and had a lot of success against them posting fantasy numbers of 21.4 and 18.8 fantasy points on Yahoo and Fandles. If you're looking for a punt play there um, at the position, that's probably a spot for value on Fanduel and Yahoo because, again, on DraftKings, they may be no more rostered player at pitcher if you're looking for yep. value where you have to start two, right? So, like, yep. Otani 7K is your spend down. Darvish, maybe, or Bieber is your spend up, and you go from there. Yeah, and I'll say this. McGill, the good can strike out a lot of guys. McGill, the bad, really struggles against lefties. Washington projects, let's see, one, two, three, four lefties in their lineup on Thursday, John. So we'll see. Obviously, like you said, we're we're navigating Soto and probably Josh Bell is probably the the two that we have to worry about the most, even Kiebert Ruiz to an extent. I, I think there's upside in McGill, and I think that there's a lot of downside. So it's probably just a tournament play, but I agree with you there. Okay. Uh, let's go move on over to the catcher position. Uh, this is a spot where we both agree. Someone that you just mentioned you have as your top catcher. Break down Keeper Ruiz for those who maybe not be, are familiar with him. Yeah, I mean, former top prospect gets traded in the Turner deal. And again, McGill struggles against lefties. Ruiz is a switch hitting catcher. And I think what we really like to see is when you look at his numbers from the minors last year, John, he had 24 home runs, 23 of them came from the left side. So the power is coming from the left side. That's what we like against McGill. So I think Ruiz is a standout. If you are going to play Washington guys, and if this game isn't rained out, stand out at this position. Yeah. And for me, catcher is a position that I'm Never looking to spend more than $4,000 on. So the fact that Keybird is 3600 is great. Listen, I understand Salvi Perez uh, was the league leader in home runs last year, but I'm not paying 5100 for him. I would be surprised to see him hit that many home runs. It just feels like, at least right now, it's, a, it's an overspend. So uh, I'm with you and him. And then uh, mid-tier at the catcher position, uh, Stevenson is a guy that was just a great cash game play last year. Hit in the middle of that lineup. That lineup obviously took a little bit of a hit this year. Losing Castellanos, losing Winker, you know, Suarez for whatever you want to give him some value. So yeah, they're going to be relying, I think, on Stevenson a lot more to be a run producer in this lineup. This year. Yeah, and he's been hitting fifth the last week or so in spring training. So we'll see if that continues. Hits lefties really well. Hit 291. OPS over 800 against Southpaws last year. So Max Fried is super good. And there's not a lot of holes in his game. Stevens is a really good price and hits lefties well. So I'm, I'm willing to take a shot there. And I, I agree with you. I think it's a, a solid cash game play. And if we're looking at a value catcher play, how low are we going? We don't need to go much further than Austin Nola, who has, has hit lefties historically well. Hit 348 against them last year with an 821 OPS. So Austin Nola... Get slated to be the Padres opening day catcher. I like it. I, again, none of these guys are actually too far apart in price on DraftKings, but that just goes to show you that just circles back to what you were saying. Like, we don't need to spend up at the position. I do think there's going to be times where maybe we do like a real Muto or depending on like the matchups and stuff, but on this slate, it doesn't feel necessary. Yeah, if I had maybe one guy that I would consider uh, taking a look at, Kurt Suzuki at $2,600 against a lefty, and that's his stronger split side and he should be catching otani tomorrow so is that confirmed because they paid stassi so i'll, I'll we'll 
I'll reserve. I if he's in the lineup, I agree. If not, we'll you know they did pay Stassi a bunch of money this off season. Okay, yeah, that's fine. Was he wasn't he his personal catcher last year or no? You might be right. Honestly, you could be right. People are weird with personal catchers, man. Yeah, I mean, if he's in the lineup, I'm just again dart throw guy. He's gonna hit bottom of the lineup. But he's like 2,600. But he had a 730 OPS against lefties last year. So mm, not uh, bad. Yeah, not terrible. Uh, first base. For me, top first base, a guy that we both agree on. We're going Pete Alonzo here. Just tremendous power. Um, getting a lefty and Patrick Corbin that we think is pretty trash. It's just self-explanatory. There's a lot of guys that you can spend up for on this slate. Matt Olson, I definitely like. 5700 though is a ton of money. So we're saving a little bit, almost 1000 bucks. going to Alonzo. Same, same home run potential there. Yeah, I mean, Corbin gave up 35 home runs to right-handed batters. 35, like a real number, not spread across three seasons. That's one year. One year's work. And Alonzo had a 325 ISO, 369 Woba, 562 slug against lefties. It's lock and load for Alonzo there. Uh, If we're looking at the mid-tier, what's your first baseman pick? I like Josh Bell, and I do like Tyler McGill. And we both like Tyler McGill, I think, but he did struggle mightily with lefties. And Josh Bell, 800 plus OPS, 478 slug, and a 347 Woba against righties. I like him in the mid tier. McGill gives up a lot of power to lefties. So if Josh Bell gets a hold of one, him and Soto could have a day, as long as, as well as Ruiz that we mentioned. So. I like Josh Bell here in the mid-tier. What are your thoughts on Bobby Bradley? Again, not a guy that hit for a ton of average at all last year. Does Zach Greinke have anything left? I think Bobby Bradley is... Uh, look, I think that he's another guy. He is a power guy. He is what he is. He won the job. They are moving players around. Yu Chang is starting at second base. He was like going to split time with Bradley, but now it's Bradley's job. Greinke's 38, man. Like He just signed... like. Two weeks ago, three weeks ago, and he's starting opening day. I think this could be a sneaky spot for for Cleveland. And and Bradley wasn't great by any stretch of the imagination against anybody really, but 452 slug, 226 ISO, 39% hard hit rate against righties. That was last year with along with 11 home runs. So I, I do think there's some pop in uh, in Bradley's bat. Unfortunately, like Granky is a reverse splits pitcher, and he's better against lefties. But he's 38, so that the reverse splits might be out the window, and, and who knows what he has left in the tank. Yeah, Cliff could come at, at any point. I think another value guy that we're going to be looking at here, Luke Voigt coming over to the Padres this season, finally unleashed from his Yankees platoon experience or whatever was going on. Then the power is there. We know that for sure. He's getting Madison Bumgarner, the lefty on the mound. Arizona's generally a favorable hitter's ballpark. I know they've done their best to stifle some of the offense in there with the humidor and whatnot but just a lot of power it's a good lineup for san diego so void at 3500 on DraftKings, i think will be a popular a popular value play plus again we talked about catcher earlier you get multi-position eligibility in play now, stevenson qualifies as a first baseman as well you could if you really wanted to punt you could play one of the catchers we mentioned like hybrid ruiz and then play tyler stevenson at first base as well for 3300 yeah i agree with both Stevenson and I agree with Voight. Not much to add. I, I do think Voight's going to be quite yeah, the popular. Voight is $2,500 on FanDuel. He does hit, so he does hit righties better, but at this price, at these yeah. prices, right? It's Plus, you wonder like, how they were using him and whatnot. Like, just different environment, different system. Like, it's yeah. a, well, it's 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 been a career thing okay. that he's hit righties better, which is, who knows? Like, he could snap out of it, and it, it's, but it's just like one of those things that he has hit righties better 
throughout his career then yeah that's fine we wonder what what mad bum has as well right right very true something to look forward second base where are you where are you looking i think this is clear cut the worst position on the board if you want to spend up on altuve you can i do think edmund and india are like the two guys at the top for me i don't the thing is i don't love india's matchup but he hits lefties well i like edmund and if he gets on, I like the fact that he can steal. JT Brubaker also was worse against lefties last year, so he has that going for him. So take your pick between the two. I think if I were to lean one, I would go Edmund. But what are, are those the two guys for you? Yeah, too? I mean, those are the guys I definitely think will be the more popular options if you're not spending all the way up for L2V, which we've talked about this before. When you have a weak position, you could just go extremes. You, right. you, you punt or you spend all the way up, right? right? Like, why throw a dart at a mid-tier guy that may or may not come through. You can just... The one crazy thing about MLB DFS, and everybody listening, uh, if you don't know, you'll find out soon. It's like one of the fewest, one of the only fantasy sports where the best player can score you zero points or negative points if you're in a a format that used to take away points for, like, strikeouts, right? Like, so Altuve doesn't have to score being the top price guy, and the value guy can hit a home run to be the top scoring guy. It's There's always a little a potential for an even playing field, regardless of which way you go. But in this case, if you're, you know, iffy on Edmund or you're iffy on India, you could spend up for Altuve, that's fine. Or you can go with some of the value guys, like David Fletcher, who's going to hit at the very bottom of the Angels lineup. And you may like, oh, man, that's not appealing. He's hitting ninth. Well, who hits behind him? The top of the order. He's a guy that actually hits lefties well last year. So is he an exciting player from like a home run or stolen base standpoint? No. But to quote Moneyball, he gets on base. And if he gets on base, <laughs> then the guys behind him can drive him in and score a run as a punt value play at second base. A guy like David Fletcher potentially in there or uh, James, a guy that you mentioned earlier, uh, Yu Chang could be a value play at second base. John, you know what Moneyball did? What did Moneyball do? They made a lot of money. Made a lot of money. So just saying, good movie to quote. Yeah, I think Yu Chang is interesting. He's He won the job, and they like shifted all these guys around. Rosario's playing the outfield. Jimenez is playing short. Um, Chang just messed around and hit 400 during spring training. No big deal. Yeah, I don't really, I don't hate it, considering how bad the position is. And I mentioned earlier, Granke has been a reverse splits pitcher the last few years. Chang hits righty. And he's not going to hit fourth or fifth. He's probably going to hit around seventh. But I, I can get behind some Chang against Granky in this value tier. All right, I'm cool. I'm, I'm with you on that. We'll move on over now to the third base position. Top price play for us or on the board for you, James. You have you think Jose Ramirez here going up against Zach Granky, as we've mentioned. Don't really know what he's got left. Jan Ram can hit from either side of the plate. Coming off a 35 home run season. $5,600 is, is definitely a lot of money. I like Dawson Riley, again, being at home. Big power guy. Actually hits right better yep. than lefties. But Tyler Miley, obviously better on the road than at home because of the Great American Small Park there. But both of these guys, tons of home run power. Yeah, I mean, I, I don't think the I don't think on DraftKings hitters pricing is going to come into play that much, right? Mm-hmm. Just get, like the, there's not a lot of high-priced pitchers especially when we're just like plugging in Wainwright most of the time or using Otani. 7K Otani, exactly. Right. I like Ramirez quite a bit, and I, and I do think like the home run, there he has as much upside in, on any given slate just because of the power-speed combination he has. I love your Riley call. You mentioned he hits righties well, hit 31 of his 34 home runs against righties last year. Yep. 
Tyler Molly was very bad against right-handed pitchers. I think this uh, right-handed hitters rather. I think this matchup caters to Riley and I do agree completely. I was torn in the mid tier between like mid up. I think third base is very strong. Mm-hmm. Ramirez, Riley, Machado. Like I think those three I wish we could play two of them. Right. I wish like uh, you can on Fandle. Yeah. And you can you, you can on Fandle, so you could you could play them on Fandle, no. But I wish I could play two of these guys because I I want to. <laughs> yeah, uh, I'm with you there. Interesting price on Yahoo. Uh, a guy that is kind of priced up on DraftKings and, and priced up on Fandle is Alex Bregman, but he's only fourteen dollars on Yahoo. I know it's Otani, a guy of that caliber to that cheap. Would you? Be, have any interest in throwing a dart there? I am like a little. Squeamish on okay. Bregman because of the wrist sure. and the surgery and like the power wasn't necessarily there last year. I think I'm going to wait and see. I, I guess you're right. The The Yahoo price would be the place to take advantage of it, right? That would be where you would maybe take a shot. But also like, I just feel like you're missing out on Ramirez, Riley, or Machado. I, I feel like those three guys are leaps and bounds better than everyone else. And then plus... There's two guys all the way down in value, at least on DraftKings, that stand out to me more than Bregman as well. Yeah, I mean, I think in, in my guy that I like is a J.D. Davis, and he's $9 on Yahoo. And it's confirmed. Buck Walter said he'll be in the starting lineup against Patrick Corbin. So we're talking about a power right-handed bat going up against Corbin, a, a struggling, at least last year, struggling lefty. Right. And then we mentioned Davis is only 2600 on DraftKings, pretty much a min-price for a guy who's in a lineup over there. So, yeah, I'm with you. For me, J.D. Davis is probably the top value play at the third base position. Well, I think he could be the top value. He's only 2100 on FanDuel, too, by the way. 2000 is min-price on FanDuel. That's, so That's crazy. They got him projected to hit sixth on FanDuel. I don't know if that's where he's going to slot in, but... A middle of the order bat hitting six like that at twenty one hundred. Yeah, that's where I see him projected to hit as well. How about a twenty three hundred dollar player that's projected to hit second? Sure, lay it on me, Bobby Witt Jr. Ooh, and one. now look, so I had this debate with Howard Bender on the Anti Up podcast, and I didn't tell Howard to fade Bobby Witt because he said that was like the first player that he mentioned, and I've seen it all day on Twitter. And, like, Bobby Witt's, like, the first player in people's lineups, and they're saying, what now? And I think it's fine, because $2,300, another dude we're not going to see at $2,300 very often. But, like, if Shane Bieber is the Shane Bieber of 2019, or 2020, rather, probably not the guy we want Bobby Witt facing for his major league debut, or for his, like, the debut. Not ideally, but it could be, well, you know what? I was going to say, it could be a, a guy that has low rostership because of that matchup, but it's not going to be the, uh, the hype for no. him at that price. Like, people, this is what we talk about when it comes to fantasy MLB DFS baseball. If you spend $2,300 on Bobby Witt and he gets you zero, that's okay. Yep. He is going to be very popular. Yep. So you have the angel on your shoulder and you have the devil on your shoulder. The angel is telling you just play him with the field. If he gets you six fantasy points, you're fine. The devil is you fade him and he hits a home run, you are effed <laughs> because he is going to be 50 plus percent owned. Right. So I think if you are playing multiple lineups, I think it's easy. You do both. You do both. You fade him in some, you play him in others. If you are a one lineup player, 
you have a very tough decision to make. And I think, I do agree. I think Davis has the better matchup. But, man, missing out on the Bobby Witt potential at 2300 is, is a tough fade. Yeah, Bobby Witt on Yahoo is actually a little bit more expensive than Bregman. He's $15, same price as Brian Hayes there. Over on, on FanDuel, Bobby Witt is, where is he? Where is he? Is he even a third baseman? Over there? Shortstop at $2,400. bucks. That's not bad, though. J.D. Davis is dual position eligibility on FanDuel. Outfield in third. Shout out J.D. Davis. Probably not going to play either of those positions this year. I'm just kidding. He's going to do it. Shout out Universal DH this year. Making a yeah. lot more players valuable. So Yeah. Shout out to Universal DH for sure. One of the few things Rob Manford has gotten correct. Exactly. Uh, all right. Go to shortstop. Uh, obviously, Bobby Witt on FanDuel becomes a top value play because we just talked about him. Yep. Uh, but if we're looking at a top play for us, again, this is another position because of the, the player pool. Uh, there's not a, a large... A uh, contingent of guys that I love, but I think we both settle in on front Lindor here against Corbin. Yeah, and and it was a terrible year. We do this. We give guys like pass, like they have a bad year, and we're like, it was weird, and like they're still in their prime. Like let's look past it, right? Mm-hmm. Like we're not doing that for Cody Bellinger because it was so bad, and the <laughs> fact that he's hit like he's three for forty in spring. Yeah, so like <laughs> that's different. Like Lindor is. Still the guy, I believe, from two years ago. I like that he's playing on the road to start the year, right? Like, with all these, like, weird thumbs downs to the Mets fans, and, like, they don't have to deal with that right away. And then Corbin's such a gas can. 35 home runs to righties. Lindor, still with a terrible year last year, is still hitting 290-plus for his career against lefties. So I'm going to bank on that guy here against... Corbin. So, yeah, I think Landor is definitely the top spend-up at the position. Yep. Here it gets gross. Uh, we both had the same mid-tier guy with Ahmed Rosario, just because, again, there's just not a lot of appealing shortstops on this slate. I think on FanDuel, you're just going to play Bobby Witt. That at least takes that decision-making process out of the decision on DraftKings and on on Yahoo. I think we've both agreed there on Rosario as the mid-tier guy. I would consider Paul DeYoung, again, just because he won that starting job. Last year, awful year, 197 batting average. He still hit 19 home runs in 113 games. So, like, the power is still there with him. So, if you're looking for just sort of like a cheap prey home run guy, like Paul DeYoung could maybe be could be that player. Again, Brubaker last year, 5.36 ERA. Maybe something to take a look at if you want to be different, because I don't think really many people would go there. Yeah, Brewbreaker, 14 home runs to righties, 14 home runs to lefties last year. Serves it up to serves it up to both sides of the plate. Yeah, I can get in a tournament. I think it's I think it's fine. It's funny how Med Rosario still shortstop eligible, considering he's going to be starting in left field. Starting yeah. outfielder for Cleveland, and then the last one I say I think uh, Hasian Kim, the KBO transfer from last year, who saw a bunch of playing time due to injuries, mainly to Tatis, and here we are again. Um, projected to be in the starting lineup here. And we've talked about it ad nauseum. I think we're going to like Padres against Mad Bums. I like Kim here as some value. Yeah, you know what? Listen, last year was an adjustment period for Kim, obviously coming over to, to a whole new... But he was a 30 home run guy when he came over from the KBO. So. And base, so he's a speed guy as well. Yeah, and he had eight home runs and six stolen bases last year in his you know, almost 300 plate appearances. So maybe with a, a full... Off season, get ready. The man hit 360 in spring. 
I don't hate it. I give him an adjustment period. He's only 26, you know, now a full year in the country and everything going on. Maybe he comes around to the talent that he displayed over in the KBO. With you there on that one for sure. Outfield. There's a billion outfielders. Obviously, we can choose from James, but what are some of your favorites to pick from to build your core around? Juan Soto. If he's not my favorite spend up, he is damn close. So I personally would go Soto at the top. I think some Mets guys stand out, like Starling Marte, Mark Canna, who's hit lefty pretty well in his past. Yeah, so I um, remember that too, but last year he did not. I'm just going to go on the fact that over his career he has, though. So Correct. Yeah, that is right. Um, that's a good point, John. I like Fran Mill quite a bit up at this like upper tier to like upper mid-tier to val- to like top-tier guys. Granky struggles against righties quite a bit. I like those guys up at the top. I, I know you have a differencing opinion on uh top spend up of the slate though yeah i mean like for me i'm still gonna ride mike trout i just think that the talent with him he's obviously not going overlooked in dfs he's a top price player at the, at the position right. i don't know what to think about his recent splits against lefties they haven't been good for like three years he hammers right he's obviously but for a guy that once had like thousands ops against left-handed pitching the last couple of years it's been under 800 does that scare me off that a little bit james what do you what are your take there i i, I knew the numbers but the more I'm thinking about it, I'm just wondering, what are your thoughts on maybe why those lefty struggles now are popping up? I'm not like too sure on why they're, shrug- on why they're popping up, but I can say he doesn't have an easy matchup ahead of him to make them turn around. Frambar is a guy who's been a reverse splits pitcher and has been extremely difficult on righties with that sinking fastball. So like, I don't, I can't like pinpoint the exact like cause to why trout's been just significantly worse against left well not significantly he's still the best player ever in the world but i don't know if this is the spot to experiment with it at 6200 when i just think someone like juan soto's matchup is significantly better and again trout could literally put my sock in my mouth and hit three home runs would (laughs) anybody be surprised no he's the best player on the planet but my, my just, one thing with Soto is we were relying it really to be on him. A bit, a little, I mean, in theory, we don't think Washington's going to be a very good team. I don't know how many people are going to be driving him in, how many people he's going to be able to drive in. You're sort of hoping for the home run at five. Yeah, yeah. I don't love that Cesar Hernandez is their leadoff hitter. He hit like 220 last year. Right. I do like the addition of Nelson Cruz, right? That like adds True. depth and, and protection. Josh Bell has been very solid recently. So like... The two guys directly behind Soto, at least they're projecting to hit him second, are dangerous, right? Like, that does provide... Like, obviously, we're still pitching... If you and I are are managing a team, like, we're obviously still pitching Nelson Cruz and Josh Bell over Soto, but you can't just avoid Soto every time at the... Like, Cruz is still going to do damage, Bell's still going to do damage, so Soto's going to get pitchers to hit... And again, if he if that is the case and he hits two solo home runs, still 28 fantasy points over there on the old DraftKings. I think that McGill's propensity to serve it up, 13 home runs, the lefties last year, and just like 39 innings against him really puts me on Soto. And again, not look. I'm not overlooking Mike Trout, but I, I in this spot particularly, I lean Soto over Trout. Okay. Other top guys I think should be on the radar. Uh, Adam Duvall, he talked about the splits that Molly had against le- uh, right-handed bats. Duvall was the same way, 820 OPS. He had 32 of his 38 home runs against right-handed pitching. He had 245 against righties. You might think, well, that's not that great. Well, he hit 170 against lefties. So <laughs> not known for his average, but if he's going to hit 245 against righties, that's actually pretty pretty decent 
given the power numbers. I, th I think Duvall against Molly, and, I, and I, the Braves probably could be a sneaky stack to use here. Or not sneaky, but a decent stack this year to use against uh, Molly on this slate. Yeah, I mean, I think, honestly, the Braves outfield in general is in play. Duvall has power. We're going to see the return of Marcelo Zuna, who was an MVP-like in that shortened season and then all the domestic yeah. which is horrible and he, he was should he be in, so. yeah he served his suspension and it's not right what he did but he is he can able play. to play well, he can play we'll leave it at that osuna and then rosario coming off an historic like their postseason was ridiculous yeah. between him and um Solaire. I, I love the the whole Braves outfield here at, at four thousand plus dollars yeah for looking at value will myers stick out to you again a guy that's been up and down over the course of his career, but for 3,400 against Madbone. Yeah, Will Myers, I th I was looking at it before. I think he's like six home runs off Madbone, too. Not that I'm a big BVP guy, but Will Myers with the $3,400 against a guy that he's homered up against a lot. And he's hit lefties really well throughout his career. I like Will Myers. I'll throw an honorable mention to Jared Saprofar, who probably starts for the Padres here, too. Mm -hmm. um, He's only 27, 2700. To your point, Will Myers last year, over 800 OPS against left-handed pitching. You know, just just word, of the, uh, word of, the, of the notification there. Let's see, who else do we have? Does, does Corey Dickinson start for St. Louis now? Sign so I think it's looking like he's going to be the odd man out because they want to start Pujols at DH. Which I think is crazy. Because he's a lefty. You have Brubaker on the mound. You would think maybe right. he would go there. But, but okay. they announced... I mean, they already said that Pujols is going to be DHing. Yeah. So Obviously, he can't play the field. to see him walk? Well, right. <laughs> but they, like, said he is in the lineup. Like, they didn't even... Like, they went as far to say, like, yes, he's going to be DHing. He's also going to be in the lineup. So sure. he is taking Dickerson's spot, which sucks because he should be in the lineup. Uh, but he's losing out to to Pulos here. Any other value plays for you? I know you talked to Framber, so I guess you're out on Joe Adele then at 2,500 on DraftKings. I'm not a, like I'm not out on either like I'm not out on these righties. I just Frambar is a tough matchup. Sure. Just the pitch is going away from the righties, and it's been successful. I don't love either of them. Some there's like Reds, like Howard mentioned Senzel to me on the podcast and. I don't hate it. Just like top, former top prospect, right? Twenty three hundred dollars. Yeah. Just been hasn't been healthy. And then like Tommy Pham, thirty seven. We know Tommy Pham has been pretty good against lefties, and is and he's gonna get all the at bats in the world near the top of that Cincinnati lineup. I, I like Pham, like Pham and Senzel and like the lower level of value if you're trying to be different against Freed because I think Freed presents a lot of problems to uh, the Cincinnati lineup. Yeah, that's fine. That's fine by me. We're going to go into our home run call segment here, James. So we, we do this with our alarm after hour show with you when we talk some LLB DFS. You have some success with it. <laughs> Let's, where are we going for opening day's home run call? It's very hard to, you know, predict a home run. <laughs> throwing that out there. I'm going to go Pete Alonzo. We've talked about the Mets throughout this whole podcast. I'm not going to stop now. going to go Alonzo. Yeah, I'm going to go Matt Olson. I know I mentioned Austin Riley. I just think it's setting up for Olson here. Debut game. Ballpark favors some left-handed power. We obviously saw that out of Freeman. And, and Molly, again, a guy that does give up hump bombs, even though 
Uh, again, majority of them last year had been against righties. I just think Olsen's going to step in and, and have himself quite a year. I think Howard Bender actually picked Olsen to be the National League MVP this year. Mm-hmm. If he's going to do that, uh, he's going to get off to a good opening day. So for me, I'm going to go with Matt Olsen there. James. That wraps it up. That's our look here at oh, the opening day for, for Thursday. So uh, seven games that we're looking at on DraftKings. And we have, what uh, was it, eight games on on, the, on FanDuel now that they postponed one or something like that? Only six on DraftKings now so, with the postponement. Oh, right, right, because the, the Twins game got postponed. So yep. uh, six games then on DraftKings. Uh, we'll have the playbook out. We'll have the core play. We'll have the value vault, of course. Uh, we'll be in Discord. We'll be on Twitter. Available to everybody up till roster lock. FanDuel, that's 220. If you're playing on DraftKings or Yahoo, that is a 4 o'clock roster lock for everybody. So make sure you're there. Get your lineups in. Some joy, enjoy some day baseball. James and I will catch you guys later.